0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, hello, boys and girls. Yes, it has been a while. We took a week off because Mysterious Mike Talent decided to travel the world over his Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, He went to Africa and Australia and over to Japan. Uh, He did not eat turkey. He ate... uh, Whatever they serve for Thanksgiving in Japan, probably, uh, I don't know, sushi maybe. But anyways, we are <laughs> yeah. back. Oh, he's laughing. He, there he is. I will just say, Mysterious Mike Talon, how was the world travels?
1: It was great, man. It was great. Great. There's nothing like going uh, around the world and eating some other cultures' uh, food. Uh, Japan doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. No, Nobody does except for us.
0: Yeah, but what did you have when you were over there on Thanksgiving?
1: Oh, uh, you know, sushi, dude.
0: Come on. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. And in- nori. Did you have some yellowtail or uh, blowfish?
1: No, dude. I'm not going to try that blowfish. It's
0: scary. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to live for? Oh, that's right. You have a family. I forgot. I forget. Mike has a family and people that need him and people that he cares about. I'd be down. I'll give some blowfish a try. Nice,
1: dude. You'll go hit it up. You like that raw fish? Dude, I
0: like sushi. It's good. Okay. I do. I like all fish for the most part. I don't think I've come across a fish I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, I, I don't think squid or octopus technically count as fish, but you no. know, as long as it's cooked okay, it's all right. Like calamari's good. Gotcha. So anyways, all right, I will get going since Mike is now starting to catch my yawnings. Because, you know, I only sleep like five hours a night and he sleeps like eight and it's not enough. But, anyways, um, Real Filmers Podcast, episode number 350. We said we were going to talk about Hunger Games if we did a podcast last week. We did not. So, we are not talking about Hunger Games. I don't think Mike even saw it.
1: I didn't get a chance now.
0: I did. It was okay. Uh, better than the last two of the first series, not as good as the first two. That's my opinion. If you want to hear it, it's on the radio that I do every day. Uh, I don't remember what episode that was. It was probably the 17th, I think, is when I talked about that, November 17th. Anyways, right. this week we're talking about Napoleon. Uh, Mike, I know you don't like history. You like math and science. You don't care for history. Uh, did you enjoy Napoleon before we get into your breakdown?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was okay. Uh, as far as the history stuff, I, I would want to just double check some of it. I think it was mostly right. And I remembered a few things, but not going to lie, it's been quite a while since uh, there was any time where I was studying anything to do with Napoleon or, or what how the conquering and different stuff around the world went. Um, I know everybody makes fun of Napoleon for screwing up, but... He also did really well for a while, so I I don't know. I don't know,
0: man. Well, Mike, luckily you have a nerd like me that enjoys history and has a minor in history, so I researched what the movie got right and what the movie got wrong, and we will go over some of it possibly throughout the film. Or no, throughout Throughout the podcast about the film. How's that?
1: Yeah, yeah. That sounds good.
0: Okay, that'll work. Uh, Mike, so with all that out of the way, uh, let's see if you can pronounce these names. Okay, let's let's
1: do it, Matt. So, uh, like Matt said, we are uh, reviewing Napoleon. This movie was directed by Wrigley Scott. It was written by David Scarpa. Uh, it is starring Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, uh, Tahar Rahim, uh, Rupert Everett. And this movie is an Epic that details the checkered rise and fall of French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte and his uh, relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his vice, with his wife Josephine.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. You were throwing some words in there, Mike. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's okay. I can't talk today either. So uh, Napoleon you th- you said it was just okay.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know if I built this movie up too much or if it was just the mood that I was in or whatever, but uh, to me it was just okay. Like it's it's not bad. Um it's an epic. Uh it's it's really centered on Napoleon and and how he's kind of feeling, what he perceives people to be feeling about him and um, kind of his obsession with his wife, uh, Josephine, really. I mean, that's most of the movie.
0: So, Mike, uh, I thought this movie was pretty good. Uh, this right. is the short version done by Apple TV. Uh, the legit Apple TV version is going to be released on their streaming service. Um, it is going to be four hours long. Oh, so they like shortened it for the theater? they shortened it for the theaters. Yep, they told uh Ridley Scott time. they need needed a short version. And so they're going to get a long version on Apple TV Plus. I kind of am excited for the long version because the short version I think they left a lot of stuff out. I think the pacing wasn't super great. I think uh it just seemed like they jumped around a lot and this movie feels like it takes place over two or three years, when in reality it takes place over almost 20. So I just think there's a lot of stuff that was cut out that probably will make it a more fulfilling film. Um, I thought it was for as awesome and great as I liked most of it. Um, I thought it dragged ass in parts, and I think that was just the way it had to be re-edited for the big screen.
1: Yeah. I I I'll agree, Matt. It, it it definitely had some very slow parts in it, and I was just like, I don't I don't know what's going on here. I I don't know. Like I guess my expectations for Wrigley Scott are pretty high because he's done so many awesome movies. So I I probably judged a little harsher than I might have on other epic type movies like done by people. You know, like I mean, he did Gladiator, man
0: gladiator yep he did gladiator and he did aliens and he did countless other films that black hawk down are very very well known yes black hawk down is another one um so i i think he was the right one to do it i just i know a four-hour long movie is going to be fucking brutal but I just think it's probably going to be paced appropriately and more how this movie really should have been. But I don't know. We will see I, when it comes out if I have the time, which you know, if the market keeps doing the wonderfulness that it is, I should have plenty of time. Uh, I will watch it and I will report back if it's better than the TV, ver- I mean the the movie theater version. But I, I don't know. We'll see. I overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. The battle scenes were freaking awesome. Joaquin Phoenix was incredible. Vanessa Kirby was fantastic. The directing was fine. The costuming, by far, is one of the best things in this film. Cinematography is great. I mean, just overall, the whole movie was really on point, other than the pacing, in my opinion. Uh, The story was interesting. There's things they were correct on, and there's things they exaggerated on. Um, I guess we could talk about it Because it's not really spoilers When it's history Yeah but,
1: uh, it's, it's history it's, it's it's hard to spoil historic events yeah. right
0: So like here's one right now That you probably don't know But that whole scene Where he got a letter About his wife cheating on him And he's in Egypt And he leaves the battlefield And rushes back to France
1: Oh he didn't get a letter Remember his buddy Or his well, captain whatev- or? Whatever Yeah 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 It, it yeah.
0: doesn't matter That whole thing didn't happen He did not pick up everything and leave.
1: Oh, but he probably did. Did he find out at that? Because it sounded like it was being written in the papers
0: or at least they showed. Yeah, he might have found out, but he did not leave his post and he did not leave Egypt until after the campaign was over to go back.
1: Oh, okay. He did not. They do that for dramatic effect.
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, he did not desert his men. Um, another one that's pretty big too is, uh, Napoleon, uh, they show him leading battles and like riding a horse and like being up front of like the battles and stuff. Never did that. He was at the battles. He was at the, the places, but there's no proof or no evidence that he was actually in the fighting.
1: Oh, was he always just hanging back? Like, uh, strategizing?
0: Well, yeah, he's was the emperor he was a general he was the one doing all the moves you know you don't want to have your your best you know piece out on the chessboard you know so that's another thing that was made up for the film um so so, i mean ah well
1: i'll i'll ask you i'll ask you after we get to the point well i'll just ask you this anyway uh matt just so we can just blur the uh, stop blurring the lines of what spoilers are not i'm just gonna ask you matt what are you drinking this fine morning evening afternoon
0: Ah. well mike thank you for asking uh i don't know i mean spoilers not spoilers it's history dude it's fact yeah. It just is what it is. You could read about this in many, many hundreds of books. That, I mean, I think there. I heard a number of like. There's four or five hundred books written just on Napoleon. Wow, wow, that's pretty intense. It is pretty intense. I am drinking uh, back to my gold standard a uh, four peaks kilt lifter.
1: Awesome, awesome.
0: Well, I'm just having a, a, a
1: normal. Uh, um... Hopping Nomad from from Aldi uh, uh, IPA.
0: Well, that's good, Mike. I'm glad you are back to your IPAs from Aldi. I wouldn't expect anything more.
1: That's true. You
0: wouldn't. (laughs) Not after world travels, but you still have enough for your IPA. Uh, For now. All right, Mike, so what is this week's just... Absolutely amazing dad joke.
1: I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Oh dude, you're gonna love it. It's it it's for it's um well, it's on topic. Why did Napoleon always carry a ruler?
0: I don't know, Mike. Why did Napoleon always carry a ruler? Because he
1: wanted to rule over everything, even measurements.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty lame, but it is definitely on point for being a dad joke. Yeah, see, dude, did it. Bam. I, I thought you were going to say something about his height.
1: No, no.
0: Which is interesting because his height, it, he was not that short. He? Oh, he wasn't? He was not. Um, that's a tale that has been told down through the years. Um, according to history, Napoleon was actually 5'6". And everyone's like, well, why? Wa- Joaquin Phoenix is so tall to be playing Napoleon. Guess how tall Joaquin Phoenix is? Five foot eight. Yep, he is five foot eight. So he's only two inches taller than Napoleon in real life. Now, the the one that's really bad, though, is that um when Napoleon was doing most of this stuff, he was in his late 20s, which would have been Joaquin Phoenix gladiator time, not Joaquin Phoenix Napoleon time. He's in his, Joaquin Phoenix is in his late 40s now. And Napoleon died in his late 40s, I believe.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. I gotcha.
0: So, anyways, with all that out of the way, Mike, uh, let's ask the most important question of the podcast Uh, How does Napoleon relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
1: Uh, that is a very important question, Matt, and I I had to dig a little bit deeper for this one. Um, it just, there wasn't as many people. I don't know. It looks like Wrigley Scott kind of has a crew (laughs) as well with all the movies he's done. And, and not a lot of them have ventured off to do, uh, any MCU movies. So this brings us down to the makeup department, uh, uh, Cat Ali, uh, worked on Black Widow, um, and, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. So, uh, a couple movies. So I just, that was the first one I could find.
0: Did you scroll through our, uh, stars, Mike?
1: Uh, yeah, I scrolled through.
0: And there was no one in any of our top, like, five or ten stars that were in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Not that
1: I'm aware of, Matt. Do you know of one?
0: No, I'm not. I'm just asking. Because I know sometimes you'll do that, you'll just give up, and you'll be like, nah, screw it, I'm going to go to the makeup department or the set painter or whatever, because I know you love that. I do, dude. I do.
1: But I mean, it's pretty its pretty epic, Matt, that after all these uh, podcasts, there's only been like, what, three, four, that I couldn't find an MCU tie-in of like, everything we've reviewed.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. I mean, I think didn't we even find one for the uh the um RRR?
1: Oh yeah, we did. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that and that wasn't even made in this country and we still found someone. That was pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah. But anyways, Mike, so um so to apologize for taking last week off, uh how about a giveaway? Oh dude, that sounds awesome. What do we got? So, Mike, this week we're giving away digital codes, digital downloads to own the movie Dumb Money, the GameStop story. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. That that one, that, that I didn't even see that movie, but it looked fun, dude, and, and it's crazy. It's so recent, too.
0: I did not get to see it in the theaters either. Um, I don't remember what was going on, what we reviewed that week, but it came out against a big, hard-hitting film that we went and reviewed, and I don't remember what it was. But it doesn't matter because now we're giving you, our lovely listeners, a chance to be entered into a drawing to win a free digital download code for dumb money. Mike, how is this for a question to be entered into the raffle? You have to tell us what your favorite Ridley Scott film is.
1: Dude, I think that's a great, that's a great thing. And he has so many movies in his catalog. I think it should be easy.
0: Uh Mike uh okay then you go first since it's so easy. Dude, I uh Alien. Alien. I I figured you probably would jump right on Alien. Um there are several that I like that uh he has done. Um I really 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 liked uh Gladiator. I think it's one of the best like films he's ever done. But uh on the flip side, um I really like Alien as well. But um uh one that I think, you know, gets overlooked as one of his is uh um hold on. The 1982 classic. I was trying to make sure he was the director before I said something. The 1982 classic Blade Runner. Oh yeah. No, I don't think
1: it gets overlooked. It's just been a long time, dude, like uh I know
0: it's been a long time, but I mean, everybody thinks of the new one. They don't think of that one. And that is an incredible film. Uh, uh, Another really good one, Mike, American Gangster.
1: Yeah. I mean, dude, he has such a prolific uh, career. I mean, he's done all kinds of things,
0: all kinds. Yeah. It says he has directed 52 films and he has four upcoming films.
1: Wow. 52. That's awesome.
0: So, and uh, I would say Napoleon is not my favorite Ridley Scott film, uh, but I would say it's probably my top five as of right now, but I still, for me, it's a toss-up between Gladiator and Blade Runner. I I probably do Blade Runner just because I love sci-fi so much.
1: Yeah, and that was like a revolutionary, awesome uh, movie. Like,
0: it was, especially for its time. It was huge, just like Alien, dude. Alien was extremely revolutionary when it came out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that was like one of his first movies, or it, was that his first movie uh, like, as a director, as a, as a full uh, like a feature film?
0: Um, it looks like it. Hold on, no, um, it was his second or th- second. It was his second. He did a film in 1977 called The Duelists.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: And then Alien came out uh, in 79. But before that, he directed a bunch of TV episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he was building up, learning learning how to do direction.
0: Yeah, learning the craft. But anyway, so to be entered in for drawing for a copy of Dumb Money Digital Download Code, Uh, Go ahead and email Mike at RealFilmNerds.com with your pick. He will put you in the raffle, and we will uh, let you know if you win or if you don't win, and we will send you that digital code to your email. So make sure your email is valid. But anyways, Mike, let me get to it. Here's our business. Bring home the wildly hilarious movie, Dumb Money, about a group of everyday people who flipped the script on Wall Street and got rich doing it. It is certified fresh on what, Rotten Tomatoes, with critics calling it massively entertaining and not to be missed. Dumb Money is currently available to buy now on digital, and it is rated R.
1: All right, man, That's very cool. Very cool. I, I, I think that is a very good prize, and I look forward to getting those emails uh, at mike at realfilmnerds.com.
0: So, anyways, you got that email? Let's continue with our review. Mike, what else do you want to add about Napoleon?
1: Um, Matt, so the beginning scene when... uh, Well, not quite the beginning, but the beginning battle, I guess. The beginning fight with Napoleon where he kind of storms the port or whatever. Yeah, when they're
0: storming the... um, it's, It's like a... It's a port, but it's a town, and they're storming a... For lack of a better word, basically a fortress,
1: yeah, yeah i I was gonna say fort, but i didn't I didn't know if that was correct anyway, when they're doing that, and like Joaquin Phoenix's character is like clearly you know Napoleon is clearly like nervous and stuff, I love that scene, I thought it was like well that that's how it would be, you know, you're like hyped up on adrenaline and like you're not. You don't know if it's going to work like he, he has all this pressure on himself. I thought that was great.
0: Well, and that very well could have been a true story there because he was not a general or an emperor by then. He was just a captain. So he might have been on the front lines, but he still was commanding his army there. Or not his army at that point. It was probably a battalion. but
1: Yeah, but he was like so nervous because he knew that a lot was riding on him like like completing it and it working and 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 uh i don't know i thought that scene was just really pivotal uh it was a great way to start
0: oh yeah it was great and it shows that was one of the best you know not the best but it was a pretty good battle scene cuz napoleon was in 61 battles over his lifetime and they went into a little detail about that at the end but we only get like four maybe five battles in this entire film which is one of my complaints about it, is I wish there was more battles and fight scenes and less about his romantic relationship with Josephine. Now, granted, that is still a very important part of this film because she is clearly one of the reasons why he did a lot of the things that he did.
1: Yeah, uh, Matt, was it true uh, historically that when Josephine died that somebody the servant or somebody took, uh, all the letters and like auctioned them off.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I, I should have looked that up, but no, I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I wouldn't be surprised if it is true because that's pretty common for people to do shit like that. Cause they, stuff like that's worth money. Y-
1: yeah. And I, I, I often wonder if, if because of the way things were back then, where a lot of people wrote letters back and forth, um, it, you know, it, it's a way that people learned about, it was a window into these people's lives and that's why it's he's been written about so much is there's, it's actually kind of a lot of like almost not autobiography, but like you can kind of get an idea of what they were thinking at certain times because they wrote everything down and they're like, here's the date. And so you were like, oh, this is when he was in this battle or this is when he was over here, you know.
0: Right, yeah, they could tie the date to the letter to when he wrote it and what was going on historically that everybody knows. Yeah, it's more, uh, not autobiography, but it's almost more of documenting his own life, which isn't, that sounds like an autobiography, but it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it was more about what he was thinking, you know, like, or at least what he wanted to present that he was thinking. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, now we're so connected and stuff, but we don't we don't write things down and write all these things to people, like, in long form and stuff like I think that he was doing. I don't know. It's just just a different time, you know, different way of communicating and stuff.
0: Well, yeah, now everything is through text, so you get, you know, a sentence or two at a time tops, or you might just get an emoji. Like, I, Mike, I don't even know why you keep sending me the eggplant.
1: Yeah, well, I I think it's it's always between uh poop or eggplant and sometimes it's just both, you know.
0: I I You know, is it because when you eat eggplant it makes you go poop?
1: Uh yes, clearly, man. Clearly that's what it is.
0: That's what it is. Got it. So, no eggplant parm for you, Mike.
1: That's that's yep, no eggplant parm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that went off the rails a little bit there, didn't it?
1: Yes, it it did went went off the reels. Yes,
0: off the reels, not the rails. The reels. Yeah, the reels. That isn't that what you said? I said rails. Oh,
1: I thought you said reels. Oh man, you should have you should have kept it.
0: It would have been funnier.
1: Yeah. Oh well. well. You blew you blew it now. So let's just move it on.
0: Okay. Yes, sir. Mike, what (laughs) else do you want to talk about Napoleon? Um. The
1: romance and and like the uh, the love interest uh, or conflict I don't even know how to describe it. All the I sex the re- scenes, the relationship. Oh, dude, the sex scenes were hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know that yeah, Napole- one that people Napoleon are- really went at it, Matt.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that's one that people are talking about. Is one the sheer amount of sex scenes, but two the uh, how much humor this movie has.
1: It it does have a lot of humor, like, and it's, I don't know, like, it's even weird they're fighting because it seems so some formal sometimes. I don't know. And I, I, it could be just the way that they were. I don't know. Like, it was weird. Um, but then he was like, Napoleon was viewed, uh, by everyone as like a, um, well, not everyone, but the upper echelons of society as like a, like an outcast but because he was good at war they were like uh ah, we're gonna have to leave him
0: well that and also he didn't come from money
1: yeah but he so i he didn't have any manners though i guess so right because like, he didn't it, come it, from it, money yeah it annoyed people right because he just told them stuff yeah he didn't have like i guess pleasantries and like i don't know it it it, 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 it It came off in the movie, and I imagine in the four-hour version it might be better, but it seemed like
0: sometimes just a little odd, some of the scenes. Again, that's why I was saying that I think it's a lot of it is the pacing and it having to be cut up and dropped down to two hours and 30 minutes or whatever. Because, I mean, there is a huge cut that we're going to get or we've been told we're going to get. Mike, are you going to watch it?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. I don't know when I'll find time, but I'll I'll figure it out, Matt. I
0: mean four hours. What I see you doing is watching it like an hour at a time. I might be able to do that, yeah. Like like an hour one day. Uh, an hour you know, the before next you go day. to bed, hour next day, you know, something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna try yeah. and do it in one sitting, but I don't know, dude. That's a lot of that's a lot of time commitment. I, it depends kind of what's going on in my life, but but yeah, I, I Honestly, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to a four-hour-long movie, but I kind of am because I really like this movie as it is. It's just missing just a little bit for it to be one of Ridley uh, Scott's like best films. So I'm wondering if my opinion of it'll change when the four-hour version comes out. Because, dude, seriously, the costuming incredible, the battles absolutely amazing. I haven't. You know, I keep comparing it to like Braveheart. It's, I mean, can you believe that people literally stood in fields even at this point in time after we whooped their butts? You know, the English, they still stood in open fields and just blatantly shot at each other. Like that's, it's still insane to me.
1: Dude, it is insane. I don't understand why you'd just be like, well, I'm just going to run into these bullets.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to go die. Uh right, let's hope they don't have a cannon. Let's hope they the dude aiming at me misfires, like it's insane to me. I just don't understand it at all. I understand where it comes from. It comes from the sword fighting and all that stuff back in the Braveheart times, but when you switch to guns, dude, that's just stupid.
1: The uh I, I will say one more thing. One thing I really like that um Joaquin Phoenix did with the Napoleon's character was Every time the cannons were about to fire, he'd like put his put his fingers in his ears like but like kind of like in a weird like snarky way. It was like it was funny.
0: Oh, I liked it. I liked it. He was like, "Oh yeah, here it comes, baby." You know? <laughs> That's kind of what he was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was interesting and like it's like it's many times throughout the movie, like all the battles. I think they, they show that.
0: Yeah, he didn't do it like once or twice in one of the battles. But um, oh, here, I got to talk about this because my brother in law, his favorite scene of the whole movie, I'd love to get your thoughts on it. There is a scene where Napoleon isn't quite an emperor yet. I think he might be a general, but he might still be a captain. I'm not sure. It was that transition after the first battle, there's an uprising. And they send Napoleon out and he tells his brother, I believe it's his brother who's um, in Congress or parliament or whatever it was back then. Yeah. And he's like, here, Napoleon, can you go take care of this kind of thing? And he says, okay, if I'm going to do it, you cannot question what I do. No matter what it is, you cannot question what I do. And his brother wouldn't agree. And he's like, do you want me to take care of it or not? He said, yes. And so Napoleon goes out there with like 20 cannons and just levels the first four or five rows of just people just unarmed people just a fucking obliterated them. right yeah that is my brother-in-law's favorite scene of the entire movie
1: wow interesting he just likes the innocent people just getting though i mean they were uprising but wow or i i I forget what they called the rebels and like I don't know. It was a little confusing on who
0: Well they had royalists because there was a lot of different things that happened during that time period. That's why it's rough when they shoved all this time and all this shit into like, you know, a two hour long movie. I mean, it literally it's like twenty years of craziness. You know? Yeah. It really is. But yeah, that was one of the I think they were called the Royalists, but they were trying to overthrow the government again. And Napoleon wasn't having it. And I think my brother-in-law just liked it because of the carnage. But I was just like, dude, that was insane. Because we did shit like that in our country, just not with cannons. They did it with guns. And every single time it happened, they always called it a massacre. Ah. Well,
1: I mean, I don't know what they called it in France. But uh, that dude is brutal. But it was effective, right? The uprising stopped. It did. And then. Right away. And then. Yeah. Uh, another aspect of this movie that I thought was interesting, which I know is, is history, was he got exiled.
0: I didn't know he was exiled twice. I thought he was only exiled once. I didn't know he was exiled twice.
1: Yeah, he was exiled once and then he got impatient and came back. And it was like just everyone was like, well, uh, you know, you're Napoleon. All right, well, we'll follow you. And it was like he kind of like led this almost revolution again.
0: Yeah, he was trying to gain power again. Yeah. That's 100% what it was. And it worked almost.
1: Yeah, it almost worked. And then uh what was it? It was that Alexander the Great, they called it Tsar Alexander. Yeah. And, um...
0: Uh I don't know if it was Alexander the Great, but it was the he was the first uh Tsar of Russia, which is basically like king or not the first Tsar, but he was Alexander the 1st. So I don't think that was Alexander the Great. Oh, okay.
1: Um, That was interesting how like the different alliances and stuff like they were showing and I, I feel like they'll they'll dive into some of that stuff more because some of that stuff seemed real rushed again like the, the meeting with Alexander was it was just one thing and it just didn't seem like there was much to it and then then there was the Josephine thing I, I don't know man I felt like there could have been more. Because he was such a, a, a important character, you know, like it seemed like they were building him up to be such this important character who was who was rough, and then and then the the Moscow scene was cool.
0: Okay, yeah, I had to look it up too because it was driving me nuts. Alexander the Great was in Greece; he was not um, Russian. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And right, Alexander right. in this film is uh, Russian.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
0: All right. So, yeah, Um, sorry. It was driving me nuts. I had to look it up.
1: All right, all right. Um, I I didn't know if it was... Yeah, anyway. It's fuzzy on my history there, Matt. So thank you. Well,
0: that's just one of our American upbringings is that we mostly studied American history. We really didn't still study a whole lot of world history. I mean, I studied a little bit more because I was in college, but even then, a lot of what I studied in college was more specific, like, things, like, my favorite history class I took when I was in college was uh, the history of the British Empire. I mean, that shit is insane, dude. And Oh, yeah,
1: man. I, they were everywhere.
0: I could have I taken four years just studying that, and they crammed it all in one semester, and one of the best history classes I've ever taken. It's crazy how powerful such a small nation became because they had engineering of incredible ships and could build them fast.
1: Which... Which, uh, Matt, coming back to this
0: movie, he talks about, he's like, all you guys do is have boats. It's true. I I didn't mean to tie it back, but that's exactly what it is. And it worked. I mean, look, the British literally ruled almost the entire freaking planet for a long time.
1: No, it it did work. But it was funny, Matt, because you you just said that. And there's that, that line in the movie that's like, all you
0: guys do is have really good boats. Yeah lots of them and you saw that that was one of the first things he did was attack the ships and you see him trying to save as many as they can but they still sunk a ton of them
1: yeah yeah
0: anyways i I could talk about this shit all day long because i love history i love historical movies i mean this is my jam you know i i like this kind of stuff mike i really do um not as much as I love sci-fi, but I think, you know, epics like this are, you know, they're up there for me as far as a film genre. So,
1: yeah, well, I mean, it's cool that you can still make some of this stuff because I feel like these are um, projects that the directors and, and producers really want to make and might not be as well received. I I, I do think this is uh, being it, it, it's made some money, right? Um I didn't see the results this weekend. I don't actually. know. You're
0: the you're the box office king, Mike. You should know. But well, I,
1: I should I should know.
0: But I I hope it makes money cuz like this is the kind of shit that we need that we it's it's somewhat educational, it's very entertaining. It's huge epics. Yeah, sure, a lot of the epics epicness in this is CGI versus, you know, epics of the past, but a lot of this stuff they really, really did do, you know. If if people don't go and see movies like this as well as seeing the superhero movies, as well as seeing the the kid movies and support them, they're just going to stop making them and then we're going to get nothing but crap. And it's already kind of starting to go that way.
1: Yeah, it it looks like a uh, opening weekend it made 20.6 million, but like uh right now it's worldwide total is 79 million. So I mean, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, but I think it probably cost more than that to make.
1: It probably did, but it it should make. I I think it'll make its money back. I don't know if it'll be profitable. but
0: That's the hard part, man. The studios need their money, you know? That's all it is. It's all the money. They don't care about the art form. They care about the money.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. They want those greenbacks.
0: They do. They do. So, all right, Mike. Well, let's just go ahead and jump into it before we fall asleep. Uh, how many reels do you give Napoleon?
1: Uh, I'm going to give this one three and a half reels.
0: Three and a half?
1: That's it, dude. Three and a half. What are you giving it, Matt? you giving it 4.5, Mr. History, Mr. I Love This? Uh,
0: You know, that's what I was saying. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go back and watch the second version when it comes out because it'll probably go up. But uh, I dropped it a full reel because of the inaccuracies of the history and... The pacing and all that stuff. So I give it four out of five reels, but I still really, oh. really enjoyed it.
1: Okay, all
0: right. So we're close, Mike. We're close.
1: All right, all right. Uh, Matt, did you say you would tell the audience to go watch this in the theater?
0: Oh, dude, definitely, a hundred percent. the The battle scenes alone. I've had several people ask me if this is good. I have some friends that are into history and stuff like that, and I'm like, you have to go see this in the theaters because having that big screen even though i don't have an imax or any of that crazy ass shit just having yeah. that 20 30 50 foot screen however big you're lo- watching it on with these battle scenes this is an epic movie man and you got to have an epic screen it it just it this is the kind of movie that you know is made for the theaters you got to see it in the theaters i'm sorry you do
1: yeah yeah
0: for sure so, all right, Mike. Well, with your short answers, I'm guessing it is time to tell our listeners what we're talking about next week. Yes,
1: yes, yes, it is, man. And and, and you know,
0: and Mike doesn't remember what that is because I'm the one that picked it. I am very excited yeah. about this movie. I really have been looking forward to this since I th- saw the first trailer. Um, It is from a studio or production company that we both really love because they take risks on films like this. But it's called Dream Scenario, and it's brought to us by A24.
1: Oh, yeah, man. We've watched quite a few A24 movies, and they are are good, man. They are real good.
0: And I think this is going to be another one. I think... This is going to be a really good movie. I've watched some interviews, even though I try to stay away from the spoilers, I watched some interviews of Nick Cage. So it stars Nicolas Cage, um, of Nick Cage talking about this film. He says this is the best movie he's ever done. Wow. Okay. That's a bold statement. So anyways, that's what we're going to see for next week's podcast that comes out uh, this Thursday, uh, November 30th. Or actually, technically, December 1st. But anyway, so we're going to chat about that next week. If you want to hear my early review about it, I will be talking about it on the radio, which I'm on every day from 9 until 10 a.m. at KYCA. Um, If you're local, that's 103.5. Or you can just download the KYC app on the Apple Store or the Google Store or wherever you get apps, and you can listen to us live. So anyways, uh, Mike... Thanks for coming back and trying to stay awake. And uh, it was weird. We didn't do a podcast for one week and it felt like it was a month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is weird not doing it, but uh, we're back. At least till Christmas.
0: Yeah. We'll probably have to take a break then. I'm just wondering not to keep extending our podcast here, Mike, but if we have a slowdown in theater movies in December, I think we should do a Christmas movie, a classic, something we haven't done yet.
1: Okay, I think we could do that, dude.
0: Yeah, we'll have to discuss that. But at least definitely the week of Christmas, we'll have to do something like that.
1: Yeah, man. All right. Sounds good.
0: So anyways, all right, Mike. Well, I keep chatting and chatting and chatting because I keep having ideas pop in my head. You know, like we were talking about before we started recording, I'm an idea man.
1: You are an idea man, Matt, for sure. You're You're the guy.
0: I'm the man. <laughs> okay, Mike, go ahead. Do your thing.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to enter our contest to uh win the uh Dumb Money. Oh, See, ma- he's
0: falling asleep. He's falling yeah, asleep, d- people. Don't yeah, hate yeah, on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. To to, to win dumb money. Uh just send Mike at Real Film Nerds your favorite Wrigley Scott movie. And uh you can uh win a digital code for that movie and uh yeah. So make sure to follow us on socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. All right. Well, I think that's it, Matt. I got everything, right?
0: Yeah, except for thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll chat with you next week.
1: All right. Well, Matt did it. So
0: there. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go
2: out and catch a movie. Welcome, everyone, to Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, episode number 39 Napoleon. Welcome, Matt. How are you this fine evening?
0: Well, how do our listeners know it's an evening? They might be listening to this in the morning.
2: How are you this morning?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. You take one week off and you get even more insane. How is this possible?
2: Oh, you don't know. I've been pretty insane and to crazy tonight. Anyway.
0: And you yeah. picked tonight to do your podcast. So We're, this is going to be hell.
2: This is it. Oh, Napoleon was so great. Fantastic. I love that movie. I want you know to my, see it.
0: You know what my favorite part of Napoleon is? What? I like the vanilla and the
2: chocolate. I'm not no. a fan
0: of the strawberry.
2: I You don't? Oh, I like the whole McGill. Hold on, wait. We're not talking about the ice cream? No.
0: (laughs) Well, then what are we doing on this podcast? I'm here to talk about food and how delicious ice cream is.
2: Nope, we're talking about Napoleon. (gasps) Oh, boy.
0: Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies, right? And what goes better with cookies than ice cream?
2: Oh, gosh. Now I have to go get some ice cream. Oh, never mind. Maybe Uh, some cookies
0: and cream ice cream.
2: Hmm? It, hey guys, that was a fantastic, epic, fantastic, awesome movie. What the I, cookies and cream? No, Napoleon. Oh. Oh, and I did well, Mom, who
0: what okay, so let's rewind back. Whoop, 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 uh-huh. whoop, <laughs> Okay. Napoleon is stars who and is directed by who?
2: Well my god. I got one out of two. Wait, no, maybe I don't have any. Oh, come on, Joaquin Phoenix. And I don't remember the girl's name right now. It's the. Vin- it was it Vanessa? No, I don't know. Vanessa I can't Kirby. Remember. I didn't remember her last name. Kirby, like the vacuum. Okay, and um, I don't hey, remember. Stop
0: moving your phone around so much. It's making all kinds of noise. Uh, it is. Yes. You can't hear it. I can because I have a headset on.
2: Well, that's cool because mine needs charged. Anyway, uh, I thought, well, can Who directed you- it? You tell them I can't remember his name. Children,
0: if this is a lesson for you, this is why you don't do drugs. Because when you turn 80, you don't remember anything unless it's attached to your body in some way, shape, or form. Anyways, okay, well, the director is Ridley Scott. Also,
2: he's 85. Ridley, I'm sorry. Ridley, so, Ridley. What is, is your there,
0: excuse, mother?
2: I have no idea. Ridley should remember my name, too. There well, you go.
0: Where's your <laughs> epic film about Napoleon?
2: Nowhere. <laughs> but I did research on... Uh, what? Wait. No, well...
0: What's it like being a disappointment?
2: When... When did Napoleon take over uh, the government? What year?
0: Now she's just ignoring me.
2: Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When did Napoleon take over the government? I don't know. It was in the movie.
2: 1799, I believe. Because... And, and, you know, this is one thing I have that I question uh, the the movie on. He, he definitely did wound Robespierre. But the historians say that Robespierre was beheaded at the guillotine. So he must not have died when Napoleon did that because I don't know. I'm confused about that one. Okay.
0: Well, great. We're here to talk about the movie. Not the historical facts, so please talk about the movie.
2: Okay. The movie was just gorgeous. It was great where they show where he's at Versailles, and uh, I don't remember the name of the other castle that they went to, but anyway, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Wonderful battles. Um, He had five... Battles, at least Napoleonic Wars, with different sundry countries, and it, it it was just really great. I didn't realize he was that dynamic a general. Um, and Matt, for your information, when I was looking things up about Napoleon's history, uh, he did ride that horse whatever kind it is and I don't know what kind it is
0: it looks like an Arabian
2: there is an, a gorgeous painting with him and the horses rearing up on his hind legs beautiful painting if anyone wants to look it up
0: that's so, great I never questioned him riding a horse mom
2: oh well they said well no you people said he, you said he didn't ride into battle which
0: no, okay. no, no. What the historians and historian people that studied him. Okay. History people. Mhm. We we're on understanding now. Mhm. Stated that he was not leading the charge and he was not physically fighting people in the battles. He was at the battlefields. He commanded from the battlefields, but he did not physically stab or kill or maim people is what I told you.
2: Okay. All right.
0: And in the movie, they show him doing that. They show him riding his horse and doing all that stuff. Now, the first battle is when he is a captain, not when he is a general or an emperor, because think about it, mom, if he's in the battle, it's also just how they do it today. It's how they've done it for a very long time. Uh If you take the person that is commanding the battlefield and the troops on how to do it and what to do and where to do, and you put them in the battle and they get killed, what happens to all the other troops? It's like chickens with their heads cut off. They run. You need to have a leader, and that's why he wasn't in the battle. He can't risk dying.
2: Oh, I got that. Okay cool right (sighs) I've explained it to you at
0: least twice now
2: the battles were fantastic Waterloo was over the top awesome and epic and uh, before he became emperor and Robespierre was being horrible horrible and people were demonstrating in the streets and, and well it was called the french revolution and uh that he killed a lot then with the cannons kaboom i think yeah he did and i think he was right there i'm not positive though because i'm not sure anyway great movie and i think joaquin did a great job he was um I think he must have studied a lot of his posture, of his uh, demeanor, and uh, how he behaved. And then there were, uh, for people's knowledge, this is R rated, um, some sexuality, but no nudity, which was unique.
0: Sexuality, Mom, he rails Josephine multiple times, and it shows her bent over and he's going
2: to town. I know, but but she's not nude. Well, is that why you're disappointed in this film, is there's no nudity? I don't care. I don't care about women being nude. That doesn't bug me at all. You well, know. I know you like having nudity in film. Well, only, I like six-pack abs. I like to see that. You know, I love guys. Well, that's mostly. not
0: nudity. Oh,
2: well, that's too. Wait till Aquaman comes out.
0: Okay, well then we will have this discussion with Lisa on Friday. What? About what nudity is.
2: Oh heavens, I know what nudity is. For goodness sakes. Well I'm you an- just
0: said six pack abs is nudity. If if six pack abs are nudity, then how come people can't be arrested for it? But they oh. can be arrested for not having pants on.
2: Oh well, that's different. I'm not That's know- nudity. Okay. <laughs> oh jeez sorry
0: you know we're we're real close to putting you in a home mom
2: (laughs) well they were inferring that he tried a lot but they couldn't have children so yeah that was kind of a bad sad thing she was very beautiful though there are many paintings of her and i think uh uh, vanessa did a beautiful job of that she she was very good Mm -hmm. so what's your opinion
0: my opinion, everybody already heard. They just heard it for the last hour and a half.
2: Hour and a half. See, wow. Oh, why boy. do you think I said you got to keep
0: your jazz to fifteen minutes?
2: Okay, 15's up, right?
0: If you were done with your podcast, it can be up.
2: Well, okay. Anyway, I highly suggest that everyone go see that. Uh, I absolutely, it's beautiful photography. A great sets um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh just just the battle scene uh, of waterloo is just amazing if you can't see anything else that was amazing and uh i really really enjoyed that film and so did everybody And the place was packed when i went and that was the first day
0: well my question is napoleon was in 61 different battles killing or being in charge of Three million deaths at a minimum. Why yeah. did Ridley Scott only show us four battles when there were sixty-one?
2: Sixty-one. When I googled it, it said, said he. Gee, I don't know, because my Google said he wasn't didn't do that many battles.
0: Uh, he was in sixty-one battles in his lifetime.
2: My goodness. And see, and he got through all of them. That was one thing that got me. He never was killed. I don't know. Never said he was wounded any time, but he may have been. I don't know. But that's really amazing. Is,
0: Is Napoleon the reason why you studied French in college? Because you wanted to be French even though you're going against your own heritage?
2: I love the French language. It is beautiful, even though I've forgotten most of my vocabulary. And do you know, I was thinking about it. People grouch about it not being in French. But do you know, it would have been worse if they had tried to speak the French language and it came off kind of wrong or cockamamie.
0: Well, they should have hired French actors to do it if they were going to do it that way. Not Joaquin Phoenix.
2: No. But he did a marvelous job, and I think it was splendid the way it was done. There. Why are and- the French people so awful, though? They're not awful. What do you mean? They're not nice. Some are very nice. Why?
0: How many times have you been to France?
2: Not at all. Okay, then. But I have friends who have been to France many times. And In, they-
0: in this century?
2: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and they go over there, and they they really they enjoy it. But then some of them are very rude. I will admit that I've heard that from other friends that
0: see they're yeah. all very rude. No. Even though we saved their butts in WW1 and WW2.
2: Oh, I don't know that they're all rude. You know, I'm not sure, actually, and I won't ever end up going to France when I'm 81 years old. No way.
0: Well, you can go. You just refuse to get on an airplane. So that's your own fault.
2: (laughs) But the language is, it is. The language is beautiful, you know, but, uh, and it's hard.
0: (laughs) I think you just like French because you like croissants. Nah. (laughs) Or French fries. No. Or French bread.
2: <laughs> well, that's pretty good stuff, actually. Yeah. And or I have favorite chefs that are French, and I do copy their recipes. Oh, my goodness. Or or macarons. Lyon has some great recipes. And or
0: no. Are they macaroons? Or are they macarons?
2: I don't know. I call them macarons. I, I don't know if they would pronounce that you're the one
0: that speaks French not me old bitty
2: okay I'll call Jacques and see if he can help me (laughs) is is
0: Jacques your French boyfriend you had in college
2: no Jacques Papin is a world famous French chef and he's I think older than I am now but he has a uh, Facebook page and I go there and I get recipes of his
0: are you guys best friends then like, is that just what happens when you get old? Do you know everybody that's old?
2: No, I didn't know he was that old. Uh, but he Well, you said a- he was old? He is. He actually cooked with uh, Julia Childs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a very famous French chef and has great recipes. Awesome. Really. Well, then
0: why is your cooking so bad?
2: I don't know, <laughs> but it is. It's horrid. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: mother. That-
2: Back to the books.
0: <laughs> okay, oh. so we'll, we'll stop this shenanigans because you're just not playing along very well. As much as I'm trying, you're just not playing along.
2: Why? What? When I know? don't know.
0: You're just too tired or you're too angry or too grumpy or something to be in a joking mood, I guess.
2: Well, forgive me. Can I make you some croissants?
0: Yes. <laughs> no. Are they cookie croissants? No,
2: no, no. It wouldn't be. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, Ma,
0: then, what, what, you're talking over me. Okay. How many croissants do you give Napoleon?
2: I give it five. Five croissants? I loved it, yes.
0: This is the best movie you've seen all year.
2: Well, well, it's equal to the other best movies that I've seen.
0: (laughs) And what are those?
2: Well, um, Killers of the Flower Moons, one of them, I just dearly love. gave loved.
0: that a five, five cookies?
2: Well, no, four and a half, because it was awfully long.
0: Oh, see, uh, then this is better than that.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: And you do know this is the short version of this film, right? Yes. The four-hour version will be out on Apple TV.
2: And I want to see that one, too.
0: You will probably mm-hmm. sleep through the whole thing.
2: No, I won't sleep through the whole thing. You should
0: watch it in the morning when you're wide awake after having your, uh, uh, bacon and sausage croissant from Burger King. That's true. Or croissant, which.
2: Yes. (laughs) That's a good one. That's about the French cooking I get anymore. (laughs) Oh boy. You said you follow that guy on Facebook, but you don't do any
0: of his cooking. What the F? Well, a lot of it's pretty hard, and <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's your own ding dang fault. Well, I know he all did all the easy recipes.
2: And well, hey, okay, I'll do that. Anyway, yes. Okay. So next goes, week. Movie. What? Next week. Next week, what? Well, what were you saying about this movie? You should go see it.
0: In the theater, so should they wait until it's on Apple TV Plus?
2: theaters with the wide expanses of the battles and, 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 and the city Street. oh yeah see it in the movie it's much more effective
0: in the theaters mom a movie is the movie you gotta say the place
2: in the theater
0: okay. or the cinema
2: the cinema okay
0: okay are we good now yep okay so what about next week's movie dream scenario
2: I have no idea what in the world that is and it's what not in the heen fire? It's Nicholas Cage. Well and I love Nicholas and I hope it's good. I've never
0: hope... seen you haven't seen a trailer for it. No. You don't even know what it's about.
2: Uh not really. Maybe I should see if I can get the trailer. Okay. Well,
0: maybe not. It might be more exciting if you go in cold.
2: Oh, that might be.
0: Mm-hmm. It might blow your mind.
2: Really? Oh cool. Yes. Okay. Gonna blow my mind. <gasps> mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay, so five cookies or no, five croissants, for <laughs> uh uh Napoleon from Mahinsha.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Is that how many you gave it on the radio? Shoot, I can't remember what I did. Probably four and a half or something. Oh
0: hell. I now don't... you gotta go back and listen to the radio.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Oh well. Anyways, okay, so this has gone on way too long. Way, way, way too long. But uh, don't forget to tune in, listen to me and Ma Henshaw on KYCA. Uh, You can download the app on your iPhone. You can listen to it on the web. You can listen to it on your Android device. Or if you're in the Prescott area, it's at 103.5 FM or 1490 AM if you want to listen to it on the AMs. But uh, we're on nine between nine and ten a.m. Arizona time. Uh, Ma Hinchak comes on on Fridays. She comes on about nine forty-five and gets uh, shellacked by Lisa, not just me. So, anyways, thank you everyone for listening to another just horrifying episode of Ma Hinshaw loses her croissants. Um, we will chat at you next week with the brand new Nicolas Cage film, Dream scenario. Au revoir.